Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on. Things to do. Don't cheer. You'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Okay, if your life's pretty good today, um, then it's just about to get even better. Things don't have to be bad to be better. Get a load of this guy. Vassos, over to you. Where have all the major awards gone? Don't bother looking. Our next guest has all of them. BAFTAs, (laughs) Grammys, Golden Globes, Oscars, and now a new film sure to win many more. American Symphony is available now on Netflix, so let's all enjoy a festive feast of John Batiste. John! Yay! Yay! Good morning! Hello, world. Hello, Chris. How you doing? I'm very well. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my goodness me. It's such a pleasure to have you your bag of skin and bones in front of us right Ooh, now. Right here in the flesh. Oh, the yeah. flesh. Oh, my goodness me. John, congratulations on everything thus far. I'm sure there's so much more to come. There's so much more to talk about. Oh, my goodness. We've Man. got to get everyone to watch this Netflix thing. It's called American Symphony. If you have Netflix and you don't watch this, this film of John's over the Christmas holidays, this weekend, maybe early in the mm. new year, you may as well get rid of your Netflix subscription because oh. there's no point in you having it. <laughs> what do you think, John? Oh, man, Chris, <laughs> I love you. Hello. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, John, you're, you're an amazing person, but you are um, out amazed on a daily basis by your amazing partner. Oh, my goodness. For people who don't know, why might that be the case? She's a superstar, Sulaika Jawad. She is the most incredible artist. She's the most incredible writer. She's a community organizer. She's an activist. She's so many things. But to me, she's just the best person in the world. Okay, now she has the challenges. As a couple, you have your challenges. Yes. Can you speak to that? Let's just frame that quickly. Yes. I won't dwell on it and all that yes. kind of stuff, just so people know where we are, where, where yes. we're coming from. Well, no spoilers, but the American Symphony film, you see that she struggles with a, a leukemia diagnosis. Yeah. She has a bone marrow transplant. And she's doing well now and doing great in the world and moving around. But, you know, it's, it was dicey for a minute. We didn't know if she would make it. So yeah. now it's a blessing to be here every day and have a chance to continue to do the good work. And she, ha- she has a history with leukemia. So yes, this is yes. the second time it's, it's tried to get her. Second time. You know, she was 21 the first time. Mm. And about 10 years passed. And it's, it came back in a way that was so unexpected in the middle of filming this documentary. So you'll see the American Symphony goes through all of that. Goes through the, the diagnosis. Goes through the ups and downs of life. Yeah. Yeah, she is an amazing person. Together, you're just an amazing couple. Yes, and yes. I've never seen a dynamic, a situation, uh, a, a, a story, an environment 
um, with the ingredients that American Symphony has in it. Yeah. Because the, the parallels, you see often in dramatizations or similarly, but this is in real life, you know, and the highs that you're hitting on the days that you're hitting them yeah. and the lows that she's surviving, surviving and, and make just getting through the next minute, let alone the next day, yeah. whilst you're doing the, you know, the most glorious, the most celebratory, performative uh, accomplishment <laughs> when you're getting through all that stuff on the day that your 11 grammys were announced mm -hmm. it couldn't have been more bittersweet because that was the same day yes it's the same day that we got the news of her diagnosis yeah so it was always really hard to stay in the present with the grammys i was in the grammys doing performance winning the biggest prize in music and the next day i'm in the hospital back in new york city so the juxtaposition is is very, very dramatic. It's it's one of the most difficult periods, if not the most difficult period of our lives. And obviously burdens and challenges such as this are heavy, can be heavy, sometimes they're heavy, but you can still wear them lightly. And I don't mean that disrespectfully because you went on and you performed at the Grammys. You were nominated for 11. You won five on the night. Winning five out of 11, that's pretty high stakes as well. That doesn't happen very often. And also you won the prize of all prizes, the album of the year. Um, but you And there is genuine joy in your performance. Yes. There, is no, there is no heaviness around that no, performance. No. We see her watching you at yes, home. There yes. is joy and lightness in her yes. heart too. So it doesn't, even, it's, even though it is heavy, it doesn't have to be heavy. That's right, that's right. You but, don't have to have everything be heavy. You, to get to the joy, you got to go through the dark, to get to the light. That's the thing, you got to have both in life. And that's the thing about the film that I love, about art being a creative mechanism for survival creativity as a means to survival something that we do to create meaning and purpose in the struggle and that's something everybody has access to not just the the great musicians of the world you know and it's funny because you know i've been happily married for 17 years vast has been married for together forever yeah we're, we're nearly 30 now 30 years yeah. right he barely looks old enough, does he? You know, it's Lord, incredible. That's, that's, wow. <laughs> and it's great. You know, we are devoted to our wives and to our families. When I look at you and your wife, Salika, and you get, you secretly, he secretly marries her during this film, yeah. by the way. You know, that right, was... Nice uh, work there, John. <laughs> that was the day before she went in the hospital for the transplant. We had planned to get married and had been engaged, but the timing felt like it was a protest against all the things that life was throwing at us. Beautiful, beautiful way to look at life sometimes where you counteract the negative energy with good. You, you've been together for so long uh, because you met at Bandcamp, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 kids, and, and, kids. Um, when I see you compared to my marriage and Vassar's uh -huh. marriage and other people, you are so as one. And yeah. that's no disrespect to my, my wife or your wife first, but you are so as one. Oh it's, my goodness. It's really interesting the way you are together. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so it's all tacit. It's all ethereal. It's all spiritual. Well, that's that's a beautiful thing about having creativity as something that you share. It allows for you to have space to process a lot of things. Yeah. You know, when I was writing this symphony, I was processing all of that. It all went into the symphony. And she was in the hospital and couldn't write because of the medication that was blurring her vision. She's a writer. She's written best-selling books, New York Times bestsellers. And she couldn't write. So she started to paint. So I recommend that for any relationship out there. Just find a, a mutual creative language or something yeah. you can do. Yeah. 
Just get it down, get it out there. Yeah, get yeah. Because they say, that, don't they, the, often you don't know what you're thinking until you say it out loud. And it's the same thing with feelings. Sometimes you don't know what you're feeling until you, you, you actually turn that feeling into a physical something or other, whether it's a hug or a kiss or right. you're making love or you're, you're sketching or you're, or you're cooking a meal together or you're yes. chopping with each other yes. or you're doing something together. That's the quality time. I heard this great thing from a neuroscientist yesterday about the fact that because of the way the acoustics work in our neurology, it, with our neurology inside our own head, yes. it is helpful to our sanity that we can't really hear what we're saying. And that's why it's really interesting to hear your voice back because your brain neutralizes your voice inside your own hearing for the benefit of your wow. of you not sending yourself crazy. Wow, that's interesting. That really can explain a lot <laughs> yeah and, but musically it's different of course well musically you have to be able to have a, a, a self-awareness yeah. when you're making music with people you have to have empathy you're listening to the to the group sometimes you know with a symphony you're on stage with 200 musicians almost it's like a you have to be able to hear yourself in the context of others. Yeah, you got to muster the troops. Yeah, <laughs> muster the troops. You got to muster the troops, man. Uh, and the service to talk about here, uh, right? I'm going to fly through this. We're going to get through this. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. have to get through this. So, so you, you, but you were brought up around music. You have piano lessons every Saturday from the age of like 10 to 18 years old. Um, you weren't always piano, were you? You no, were drums. No, I started on drums, first percussion and then drums and then piano. You know, yeah. it's, it, it progressed to the piano. Okay, but but a piano, out of all the instruments other than drums, is the most percussive because you still hit the keys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're a very rhythmical pianist, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, rhythm. It's a percussion instrument. It's beautiful to think about the piano like 88 drums. It's 88 tuned nice. drums. I like that. You know, nice. one day I... I, I uh, I started to look at the piano like that. I have so many different ways of playing the piano that I've developed. But and then I started to think about, whoa, I have 10 fingers. That's like 10 drumsticks. Yeah. And then piano is 88 tuned drums. And you can create yeah. <laughs> finger painting. Yeah, of course. And you can sing. Yeah, yeah. You got that going gotta on as do, well. You got to do everything you can in the world. Give, give the love that you get. I get so much love. I'm so humbled to be here with you. I'm humbled to be, be so... So so able to live this creative life, and, and it's a beautiful thing that I'm able to share. So I, I have to give my whole self to it, you know. I have to give my whole self to it as a way that, that that's the only thing that feels right. Yeah, yeah. Talking to John Batiste here on Virgin Radio, live and direct from the U.S. of A, John. It's so cool, man. <laughs> uh, American Symphony is out on Netflix now. All right, it will, it will, get, it will help you dip your toe into the infinite pool of wonder that is John Baptiste and his mates and his family and it's all there's nothing not to like it well not from what I've seen anyway <gasps> so he's nominated for 11 Grammys on one day the same day as his beautiful wife is diagnosed for the second time with leukemia mm. and all this is going on whilst he's got a day job on a late night TV show what the heck John <laughs> um, can you speak to that again? You're in the UK. People may not yeah, know. Yes. Blah blah blah. There's a show, the the Late Show in in Louis in, in New York. It's all around the world. It's not just New York. It's not Louisiana. It's all across America. And people watch this show. David Letterman, if you've heard of him, he did it for almost 34 years. And then the gentleman Stephen Colbert, who does it now, a friend of mine, we did the show together for seven years. So you'll see, the last year that I was on the show is the period that this doc 
films. So I'm on television in millions of homes every night in America, every single night throughout this whole journey that you're seeing. You're seeing me write the symphony while going to do the show five nights a week. Then I'm also going to the hospital. I'm the main caregiver for my wife. And all this is happening leading up to Carnegie Hall where we performed the symphony, leading up to the Grammys where we're nominated for 11 Grammys. All these things are happening in live performances. I'm on the road. I'm doing... It, it was really, really... It's, it's hard to describe the whiplash of this this seven, eight-month period. But that, at no point in the film do you look like you're running on fumes. Well, you just have to have the forward momentum and upward trajectory that's pulling you. I have faith in God, and that's my main thing, man. Believe. Everybody out there that's listening, <laughs> you have it within you to do what you need to do. You're meant for greatness. You can either be with your higher power or without your higher power. So you can either have... Um, you can have... Uh, a rocket on your back or you can not have a rocket on your back I prefer a rocket on my back hello Chris <laughs> good morning do you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah um, but all, all this is going on whilst you have this day job performing with the likes of who who oh, have you goodness. backed on that show oh I mean the show is just you know anybody in the world that you can imagine comes to the show you have the the biggest musicians in the world you have the biggest politicians a-list Hollywood celebrities. This is a great, great thing to do. Who you have know? you played with? I mean, man, I don't even recall everybody. We played Willie Nelson, played with on the show. Um, Mr. Wonder? The, yeah, Stevie Wonder. Stevie's become a friend, but we played <laughs> on the show together. That's, I mean, come on. I started doing that show when I was a kid, man. I was a, I'm the youngest person to ever do that band leader, musical director role in history. So, yeah. you, you, you know, this was like my second master's degree. Felt like I was going to college again. It was a crash course and so much. And you did, you know, you basically were nominated for 11 Grammys for for your, not your hobby, but for what, because you your job was the, the show, the band, band leading on the show. Yes, yes, and sir. And this side, I mean, some side hustle, 11 Grammy nominations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I, I before I was on the show, I was doing this incredible path of band leading and being an artist and performing my own music and then I had this just out of left field this opportunity to you know as a kid make a whole bunch of money and be on television every night with some great people and I took that road uh, this alternate path for seven years and I felt like the the We Are album was me getting back true to form to what I had been doing for a decade before the show so it was just like a a, a beautiful I don't even want to call it a detour. It was just something that I didn't expect on the journey, and it's led me to where I am today. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for I'm all grateful of it. I'm grateful for it because I get to meet you. I know. I would not be here with you, Chris. <laughs> I'm sitting here with you. I'm so excited. This is like a uh, – it's truly, truly a gift to be here with you, man. Well, I love right, your energy. Right, because you love yours too. Love yours too. I watched American Symphony last week, and I talked to John, our John, who, who books the guests, and I talked to, to about you, and they said, oh, God, they heard what you said on the show, and he's coming over, and he might be available. And so I got to watch it. For my job, I had to watch American Symphony again last night. That's what I got paid for. <laughs> I got to feel great again about human beings because – that's my job. Thank I, you. I, I love that you, you see it as a job. I'm just so grateful that you will watch the film. We put so much into I the know. film and, and the response of people feeling so connected to it. 
it's uh it really is is mind-boggling it is it's the best man so being nominated for 11 grammys is one thing yes. you've got to win one of the mothers huh. right how about winning five of them, John Batiste? You know, I'm I'm grateful that the music moves people. We got some music we put out, and uh, we're going back to the Grammys this year. And the best part is that this year, six nominations I can go with Sulaika this time. Yeah. I don't want to spoil too much of the film, but when I was at the Grammys, obviously she couldn't be there with me. And and um, and this year, the song that's nominated for Song of the Year is a song I wrote. It's entitled Butterfly. I wrote this song. For Sulaika when she was in the hospital. Yeah. And now we can go to the Grammys. We get a do-over. Yeah. We get to go to the Grammys oh together gosh. and celebrate the song that I wrote about this period when she couldn't be with us together. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm um I'm really living a very blessed life. You I really must say. are. Very, very I mean you you very totally blessed. appreciate it and you honor it. I and but you are it is unbelievably blessed your life. But but God has chosen the right person for the job, it has to be said. Well, you know what? I I'm not I'm not afraid to put in the work, and I, I know that that comes with a lot of responsibility, and I'm up up to the task. I, I just want to give the people the best quality stuff. We're yeah. in a time where people really want quality music, and, and, and they want to see real people. Yeah. You know, we have all this technological advancement and AI, but people want to hear you on the radio, Chris. People want to hear <laughs> a real person out there. Yeah. And we're out here, real. You know, <laughs> we're here. Yeah. We, we and we, we're gonna we're gonna hold the line. Yeah. And sometimes they don't know they know, but they always know. You yeah. always know people. That's yeah. The thing. Yeah. So you you're on the way to the Grammys, and you are nominated. You got eleven nominations. How does that feel in the car going to the Grammys? How is that when you're nominated for eleven? Well, you know, I I I had this this feeling that Sulaika was she was on the men from the transplant which had happened about um, uh, a month prior. So we had known that she was doing better. So I felt like I could go and do this thing that I needed to do. So I was there and I was in the car singing, freedom, freedom, I was in the car just practicing my, my, my performance that I was doing that night. It was so much that I had to do. Like, when you're nominated for 11 Grammys, they don't tell you that you're going to be working the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to be basically sitting front row, center, and you're on camera all night. You got a performance coming up, so you got to be prepping for the performance, which is, you know, you know, my performance, I had 20 dancers, 10, 20 musicians, set designed, wardrobe change. Like, all these things are happening. And then you have to just look look like you're just the calmest calm as a cucumber when they say <laughs> and for the next award and they put the camera two inches from your face and, you know it's just a <laughs> it, it was quite a night and by the end of it you're just so tired and you're high on adrenaline and you're starving <laughs> you know it's just like so many emotions but um yeah that was just one of those incredible juxtapositions of life go to the airport the next day and i go right back to my wife so uh that was that was my life in this time. Yeah, and it's all in the film, and it's that juxtaposition of the two things. You know, the 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 way we the life is crazy. We know life is crazy. To to be born, you know, we talk about it a lot. There's a four hundred thousand trillion to one chance of us being born. So, what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is to get up every day and just celebrate the fact we've won that. There's the there's Woo! the. Oh, go ahead and preach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's where we are, isn't it? I mean, that's the thing. We, all we have to do really is just remember that. And yes. The day will be 
pretty good from there on in. On most, <laughs> I would imagine most times. Yeah, see, Chris, oh, you're my man. <laughs> Look, I see you. What is it like to have? What am I going to say next? Right? What is it like to have? We could play guess the question. You'll oh, never snap. guess the question. No, no, no. Right? I'm so curious. Okay. What is it like to have Michelle and Barack Obama as bosses? Ooh. What are they like as? Why? For, for a start, why are they your bosses? Well, they're uh, executive producers yes. of the film. They, yeah. This is something that we didn't have when we were making the film. It was just Matthew Heineman, the director, myself, my wife. That was the the, the team, and and a, and a few incredible producers, Lauren Domino from New Orleans, who jumped on board. Just a, a small group. It's like a small band, right? Making this thing, we don't even know what it's gonna be. It's fifteen hundred hours of footage, and all these things that, in worst case scenario. If we don't want to make a movie with this footage, it'll be the most incredible home videos you can imagine. Just chronicles of this this highs and the lows of life that are happening. So we get to the end of it, and we end up partnering with Netflix and the Obamas, and the film is all across the world. And it's, you know, it's not what we, we we didn't have that at the beginning to to think about. It's so authentic in that way when you're watching the film. It's yeah. not like there was any boss or anybody saying you got to do this or that or get this shot up. We weren't we weren't overthinking anything like that. So I'm glad that it was it was after the fact. And they've become great friends and it's a beautiful thing. These are people who um they have compassion and empathy and they understand, you know, telling stories about art and creativity in a politically divided time. That's more important than politics. Yeah, yeah. Empathy is making sure that the other people know they're being heard and compassion is acting upon that listening yes we need to learn to see each other more see each other again it's a beautiful thing that art the music you know that's the universal language and that's what i believe is the most unifying force on this planet yeah well done for soul by the way as uh, well oh man you and your co-writers yes 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 trent Resnaticus ross myself we won an academy award for soul and i must say that it's coming back to the theaters that's an academy award where'd you keep yours Oh my goodness! Did you go on each. I yeah yeah it's uh it's it, it's at home it's it's right there next to the rest of the things. So like <laughs> the a, rest of the things. You know ah. it's there it's sitting there. Excuse me, what are you referring to? The rest of the things. Uh, you know it's uh I'm I'm I have to I have to work on the Tony I have the Emmy and the Grammy and yeah. the Oscar and that's so beautiful because I'm just a kid from New Orleans. And you're still a kid. I'm just still yeah I, I I still feel like the same kid from New. I don't feel like anything is different. I'm just doing what I love and focusing on the craft. Yeah. Wow. You know I, I love music, John. Yeah. As you, I think you might be able of to course, tell. Of course, I heard you too. I love music. Um. I really love music and I love symphonic music and I love s sound uh, scores. Uh, yes. I love uh, John Williams and Ooh. Hans Zimmer and all these kind of people. And obviously I love you. However, caveat to all that, I don't really, I've never really got what conductors do. Really. I, I mean, wow. don't get me wrong. I know they're really, really important. <laughs> but I get it most from watching American Symphony when you're at it. Now, you don't actually conduct... Oh, this whole thing culminates in Carnegie Hall. Watch it. Just what I'm not going to tell you anymore. Just watch the damn thing, right? <laughs> but in the rehearsal room and the writing room, 
you are jumping about. You got the the Lakers jacket on. You got something going on. And I'm like, oh, now I now I'm getting it better than ever before. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a living, breathing thing, isn't it? Oh my goodness, this is a, a it's an organism. And the orchestra that we created, I, I had to pick every musician hand select. It's not your traditional orchestra. I was really thinking about. How do you blend all of these different sounds and styles of music together that have never been blended together before and create a new symphony? So I'm thinking about, okay, this section over here, these guys are improvisers. These are classical musicians. They don't improvise. They only read. <laughs> these are people who read certain types of notation. These are people who play some archaic folk instruments. This is the electronics modular synthesizer corner of sampling devices and all these programmers. And I'm bringing all these things together so you got to, and the rehearsal especially, you got to pull everything out of every person, every section, so that everybody can see the vision. And then once they see, oh, this is what it, I, I didn't know what I heard what you were saying, but I didn't hear it in my head because it's something that we'd all never done before. Yeah. So how do you get everybody on the same yeah. page? It was it really was a it was an athletic endeavor to get yeah. everybody. On it the really same. was, and you can hear. It's like instructing a heart to beat or a liver to cleanse. Yes. And it's like, okay, liver, you cleansed enough. Cleanse less, less, less. Heart, be more, be more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you blink. Eyes, you need to blink. Bro, you need to furrow. Sort it all out, my friend. And like you say, the different sort of uh, cultures and backgrounds and lineage and upbringing and education of the different musicians coming together was like a representation of the world yes. and then you stick them on stage and you've got this one hour symphony at Carnegie Hall and yes. you are good to go and you look so nerveless yes. when you enter yes. you didn't seem to be nervous at all I don't know yes. how was that when you entered well you know the things about these performances in perspective to what was going on in my life yeah it's like um you get to the stage at Carnegie Hall and after we'd come through all that we'd gone through over the last several months leading up to this performance, it just felt like nothing could shake my faith in what we were doing. Right. It was so important that this piece came into the world, and that's the one and only performance of this piece that's ever happened. So I'm gonna do this piece at some point in the future, but I, I'm, I'm grateful. We had 12, uh, 13 cameras capturing this performance. Capturing. And it Trying was, to capture. I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's hard to put into words. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do we talk about what happened in the middle or should we leave that? Oh, well, should you we know. Leave, let's we leave that. There was a, it's a director's dream and a producer's nightmare <laughs> and a performer's worst nightmare. Or opportunity. Oh, yeah. Or best opportunity. Well, you, I, I saw it as everything's opportunity. Everything's meant to happen. Everything's oh. meant to be. Yeah. Some stuff, Something happened in the performance that we're referring to. You know, when you watch the film, you'll see. And a lot of people don't, don't know who watched the film that were at the concert that that even happened. They were sitting in the audience. This is how disastrous the moment could have been that the people in the audience would not have known why the performance could have fallen apart at that moment. <laughs> it would have just looked like I cracked. I thought it was part of it at one point. I thought, is this part of it? No. it if, and then I thought, if it is, the people in the orchestra are not only brilliant musicians, they're also amazing actors. Because 
if that's if this is meant to be, then this is scripted and that's an act. But it, it couldn't have been. no, no, anyway, no. Let's leave it. Let's leave that right out there. Yes, indeed, man. Oh, man. <laughs> John, how is everything now? How is your life now? How is it at home? You've also already alluded to the fact that things are much better. Yes, There's yes, more well-being yes, yes. around. Again, without uh, providing a spoiler for the film, something happens at the end of the film to do with where you are as a family. Um, how are you? How is it? Where are we? Whoa, everything is incredible. I'm so, so, so happy. So happy. It's moving to even think about this. It's just so, you know, Sulaika's doing well. My wife's doing well. I'm I'm doing well. I'm here with you. I'm, I'm performing around the world coming up in, um, in the first time I'm ever going out on tour. February, I, I, I think we're almost... We put the tickets up, and I think it's almost all sold out. You've never toured before. Never toured. Isn't that I've incredible? never toured. Believe, believe it or not, there's so many people around the world who connect with my music and have sent me love, and I haven't even gotten a chance to to see them and and and, and be together in person. So, what what kind of show is that going to be? Is it a bit of orchestra, a bit of pop, a bit of what? You know, this is the thing about <laughs> my shows. When you come to see the shows, those who have seen. It ranges from everything that you can imagine, and sometimes we we even go into the audience and we perform and we take the audience from the venue and do this thing I call a love ride, where we perform and, and take people out and do a, a street processional. There's so many things that can happen, but one thing I will say it's it's healing, it's purifying. When you yeah. go there, it's more than entertainment. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're taking part in in a, um, a a real transformative experience and i'm grateful to be at the the center of that yeah yeah it just it, that's what music should be it's not just entertainment yeah yeah There's, what about the madonna thing oh madonna <laughs> m no, by the m. way this is all in the film m <laughs> what's going what's going well, how much you want to say about that Oh, I mean, you know, you make friends in the world. People, you meet the most interesting people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just so happy that that uh, this film was made because a lot of stuff that you see in it, you wouldn't even believe if I would have told you. No, no. And this is my life. Not this in one is, lifetime, a half a lifetime. This seven months is representative of of the pace that my life has been at since joining the show, since before joining the television show. So it's just really just. Um, uh, now I feel like I'm moving into a new phase to answer your question of, of really you know, I can go on the road. I'm making space for a lot more things. Yeah. And um, this felt like the culmination of a decade of just this incredible epic journey. It's like the Odyssey or something. Well, it's amazing, John. I know you got to go. You got to got to go. Um, hats off to that piano teacher that you catch up with again, who tells you to breathe. Man, <laughs> how good is he? Man, William he's Doglian. He's the best. Yeah, yes, that's my guy. You <laughs> <laughs> see, a Saturday morning guy every. Yeah, Saturday. this is a guy I started studying with. I took a lesson every single day. I know. Every Saturday morning. Yeah, you know this, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah, you're the best. You got to go. You, you're way over time. Great to see you, man. I'm so glad to be here with you, you're Chris. <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris Evans in the Breakfast Show. Ha <laughs> ha. American Symphony, available now on Netflix. That was John Baptiste. He's got to go. When he leaves, it'll be like I, I will, it'll be unbelievable that he was ever here. But he was because we have video evidence to prove it. <laughs> Cheers, John. Happy Christmas. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Craving some great 80s music. Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mind set. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Love Chris Evans. Woo! Love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. All right, uh, great guest number two. Here we go, Vasos. You know and love him as the funny bloke on the stage. Your kids know and love him as the bloke flogging fruit and veg on CBeebies and he's about to embark on a mammoth new tour. Yonks begins in Banbury in January and ends in London next Christmas, which goes to what? show there's always <laughs> cause for Chris McCausland. Morning, Chris. Oh, Vasos, thank you so much for so brilliantly papering over the fact that I've got to follow John Batiste. <laughs> what a conversation, Chris. All right, the elephant's in the room. Let's just talk him out of the room. Um, oh. Were you aware of John before his appearance Absolutely. on the show? Absolutely. I'm a big... I love I love a movie score. And, um, you know, what? you were talking about Hans Zimmer and, and the big guys before as well. And the, 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 the stuff we done on Soul was fantastic, wasn't it? But from 11 Grammy nominations to a fella that two weeks ago came second on Richard Osman's House of Games. Yeah, Has there wow. ever been a bigger drop-off? Hang on a minute. <laughs> You've won your award. You've won your plaudits. You've sold out a 140-date tour in the past. This one's minuscule compared to your other tours. This one hopefully will get bigger as um, as it goes on. You know, you put so many on on um, on sale and, and the last the last tour we did was 140-odd and I think we've got about 90 on sale at the minute. And, um, and if people are buying tickets we'll keep on adding them you know <laughs> yeah 100 percent, chris 100 percent. so uh where do we start should we do a bit of an origin story yeah okay because we've never done this before so um let's uh, where are we born give us your childhood in 60 seconds well born in liverpool west derby village in liverpool uh born and raised on the playground is where i spent most of my days um and uh, moved down to kingston university in about in the mid 90s and i still live within half a mile of the university such as my lack of ambition to move on in the world <laughs> and um and got um, a daughter who is 10 years old called sophie and um and, 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 and really, I've been doing stand-up for 20 years now. And, and I have a degree in software engineering from when the internet was five years old, which is useless now. That's, that's the luck, Chris. Wow, wow. Um, t- let's talk about your site, the deterioration of your site. Uh, when did that begin and why is that for people who aren't aware? So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been blind really since. It's, it's difficult to say, you know, because like I was born with it. It's genetic. Um, but my eyesight deteriorated very, very slowly over, you know, I'd say kind of the, the 20 years. Um, but when it deteriorates, you, you, you kind of stop being able to do different things at different times. So there's not like a, there's no inciting incident. There's no kind of one day you wake up and you can't see anything. You just kind of, it's like the, the frog in the water, you know, you, you don't notice it happening while it's happening until, you know, maybe one day you nearly get it by a bus and you think maybe I shouldn't be crossing the road on my own anymore. Um, so when people say, when did you go blind? It's, you, you know, over kind of late teens, early twenties over that period is when, 
you stop being able to do the important stuff you know your mobility kind of is taken away your ability to be able to see anything on a computer screen or a telly and things like that um but you know i would say pretty much blind for the last 25 years really and and when does when does the humor um creep in as uh, a crutch a tool and then uh, a celebration of the things that one can do as opposed to one can't do yeah i mean humor is always there isn't it i think when you are it, it helps you deal with things it, it's um you know it, it you know it might be seen as a way of um of maybe not dealing with things in a way, you know, the old, the, the kind of the Chandler Bing approach to life in that you make the joke to not have to deal with it. But I suppose in a way that is your, a way of dealing with it as well, isn't it? In that if you can laugh at yourself and not take yourself too seriously and not dwell on the frustrations and the um, the difficulties, then maybe you, you, you can find them easier to deal with. Um, and, and I suppose um, in terms of, you know, comedy, when I started doing comedy, I didn't I didn't mention it and I didn't I didn't talk about being blind on stage when I started twenty years ago, and I think the reason for that is you know when I was because um, I was a massive stand up fan loved stand up all through the nineties. Who were your favourites? Oh, like, I mean, it started off with obviously Jack D and Lee Evans and Alan Davis, but then I um, I came across um, Eddie Izzard, which just absolutely blew me mind. You know, the, 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 this just this new style of comedy that was. It just it just seemed so different to what everybody else was doing, and it was, it, it, you know, I it, 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 I got into comedy because I loved that, and I didn't really talk about being blind. And I think part of the thing was that I I kind of thought that if I was in an audience and I came out on stage, I think oh this is going to be twenty minutes of blind jokes. So I went the other way, and I I didn't really do it. But as you get older, and you look back, and I think maybe there was also an element of not being necessarily comfortable in your own skin and it being a way of kind of, um, you, you know, allowing myself to, um, to to ignore it or to, to kind of detach myself from it. And and as you get older and you get a little bit more comfortable in your skin, you become a dad, your priorities shift, you, um, you have more original stories, more original life experiences to talk about rather than just the, the cliched kind of didn't see it subjects, you know. Um, and I do talk about it more on stage. Now, it's still a smaller part of a show, but it's, um, you know, I think it just shows that you get to a certain age and you, you, you are a lot more comfortable in your own yeah. skin, you know. And it gets more and more comfortable, doesn't it? It's, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it does. And, you know, when, when, I'm, when you're 20, when you're in your mid-20s as well and you, you are caught in that, in that real conflict of, of wanting, to be, wanting to be cool, and and when you are um, drip fed this um, this deteriorating um, condition, um, you fight against it, you know, and you, you end up in this kind of prolonged period of of, of denial, um, without ever really hitting that having that having that moment where you have to accept it. If if you if you know what I mean, it takes a while. Um, I always say, you know, somebody born blind is is a completely different beast to somebody who, who loses their sight gradually because you. You, you, you um, it, it takes a, a hell of a long time to get to anywhere near that level of um, of, of comfort and and, um, and acceptance with it. You know, you shun the things that identify you as being blind, the white stick and all this kind of stuff. You know, and you'd much rather kind of you think it, it's the irony is is that you know if you just did, you know if in my twenties if I just kind of accepted it and and got on with it and had a white stick and kind of went out there and bashed my way around, you'd look more normal than being the the kind of almost blind person trying to pretend he's not 
and and to everybody else looking like oh look at that drunk over there he can't even walk (laughs) (laughs) wow Uh, what a story what a tale Um, and your previous tour Speaky Blinder sort of nods a wink to that doesn't it I suppose yeah yeah it's um, it was and because that last tour was was I suppose exactly what I've just been talking about in that it was um, it was a culmination of kind of you know um, getting to that 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 kind of um, being comfortable you know in my own skin and 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 talking about a lot of things that everybody can relate to you know so I was talking a lot about fam- family life and being a dad uh, and and being you know be, being a husband but you know comedians and myself included you know you 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 will you will talk about your fa- your family and your, your your kids and you will you know you'll take the you'll take the mickey and you'll you'll you kind of the comedy will be on them for an aspect of it but then I'd spin it back around and talk about my own shortcomings and doing all of that in the dark and so it, there was quite a lot of personal stuff in it and the the good thing with that is is it's subject matter that, that everybody can relate to but then there's just a little slight angle on it that, that gives it a fresh a fresh kind of uh, perspective um really whereas this next tour I've, I've given them all i've given them all the tour off you know i've given me me, me daughter the tour off I do, it's it's about random stuff this i've gone old school i've gone back to the comedy i, I, I liked growing up in the 90s you know everything from ai to donuts and, and turnips <laughs> Right, so t- tell us about that from so somebody who can't see, because obviously the, the, there's a phrase, it's called observational humour. Yeah. You don't just observe with your eyes, you observe with your ears and your pheromones and your being and your your presence and, and all that kind of different stuff. But, but is it a lot about what you hear? How does that get into your brain? How does it come out of your mouth on stage? Yeah, so it is still observational comedy. And, and, and for somebody who can't see, you know, I still do paint... I like to paint pictures in people's minds. You know, you like to you like to paint the visuals because a lot of the time, with with, I think with good comedy, it's it's the images in your own mind that 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 you can paint for people, that you can paint for people that you can allow them to paint in their mind that make them laugh more than the actual than than a specific punchline. If you know what I mean, um, and I still like to do that. But you know what the the difference is, I suppose, is that I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to be stood on stage, you know, talking about the the, you know, like like Billy Connolly would very, you know, he will describe, you know, what somebody looked like and what they were wearing, and obviously, I, and sometimes comedians will make that up just for the joke, and I'm not. I I don't have the luxury of being able to do that, so it's very much about, you know, m- me. I paint the pictures of me in these situations, or about, you know, the. Um, you know the, the the situations that I was in, or you know, obviously when you're talking about things that you've subject matter that that's a little bit more, um, you know, detached from experience. Like you know, I've got stuff in this new tour about Shakespeare and things like that. It's um, you, you you're going for the stuff that people can relate to. You know. Yeah, no, I get it completely. So this tour, this tour, this tour is called Yonks. The last one was called Speaky Blinder. We're just talking to John Batiste there, your nemesis, your interview nemesis. Oh, what a, <laughs> what a, what a I mean, what a cool dude, wasn't he? <laughs> Sorry about that. What a hospital pass uh, for both of us, by the way. Um, and on his way to the Grammy, so he's going to the Grammy. He's got eleven Grammy nominations. He, he won five in the end, but he's nervous on the way for lots of different reasons. Not least of all, because he's got to perform. Um, the, you know, at the end of it all, he's got to hold it together. He's got to give speeches or not give speeches. Doesn't know when he's going to win. He might run out of speeches if you nominate for eleven. Um, but you, your tour starts in Jan, second week of Jan. You know, 
for John's trip to the Grammys, I'm thinking about your Christmas, you know, because this is a big old thing ready to go. Um, does it, how, how is that for you the week before, the two weeks before? Will you be able to relax? Are you okay with it? Do you park it? How do you deal with that? With the tour? The prospect of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to be honest. It's um, so Any I've nerves? Been... No, because I've I've been so the last um, you know two and a half months I've been on the the tour before the tour so we've done we've you know I I, I prepare 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 the three P's Chris right. the three P's and um, and so I've been doing the small rooms you know and getting the tour ready so it's it, I mean even even before even before doing the tour before the tour which is the warm up tour to make sure the tour's ready for the tour I don't even go into the warm up tour without the show I I do you know I do clubs to get all the bits right. ready I want to make sure people are laughing at them in clubs and then I make sure I've got enough to go into that warm-up tour so there's different stages along the way but it's all done it's, it's ready to it's go Chris fascinating I bet you can't wait can you can't you, can't wait when you were do, when you're doing the tour before the tour before the tour before the tour what which was the first which was the first sort of two three four five minutes that um the the of this particular set that you've now crafted and will still develop over the next year which was the first bit that said it's gonna be all right, Chris. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> I um, which was the bit that landed best first. So I um, oh god, what would it be? So I've I've got um, I mean I've got quite a um, I'm I'm at that age now, you know. I'm for, I'm 46, and you you kind of um, things start going wrong, don't they? And I've got quite an extended um, piece at the minute about the um, the, the various um, me- medical um, <laughs> you know it's probably you know slightly unbroadcastable at this time of the yeah. morning, but there's quite you know there's quite a long piece on that they, they, they just goes really 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 well and um <laughs> What? <laughs> what can you say? I mean, we all know that the problem starts to move down the body, and then thirty to forty-five, the sort of towards the front below the waist, and then yeah. they start to make their way around the back. Is this the kind of thing? Yeah, it, it's. Um, I, I. Do you know what? I. I had a few problems, Chris, and um, it's one of them. It's one of them things where I. I. You. You kind of as blokes, we put these things off, don't we? You yeah, know. Yeah. I think women sort their sort their stuff out straight away. We put them off, and while we put them off, we we kind of self diagnose and we think oh no is this the start of the end and and I went to the doctors and it turns out I had something I had I, I had something that I'd never even heard. I did have a thing and I was correct to go along and um, I will try and word this guy I had um, <laughs> please I had I had I had um, on, on my unmentionables I had I had varicose veins on the left one of them wow and I'd never even known that was a th- I, they, they might as well have told me I had toothache in me behind right because I didn't even know that was a thing you could have as a, as a as a man um, and was it a varicose vein? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that. I'm older than you, and I didn't know. That. Thank you for enlightening well, there, me. There, there you go. The doctor actually said to me, he goes, um, "This is the medical advice I got." He goes, "There's an operation you can have." He goes, "Just book it in when you need it." And so I said, "How oh, well I know when I need it?" And he goes, "Don't worry, you'll know." Oh. <laughs> and have you had it? Um, no, no, no. I'm still waiting for that uh, moment the, when I when I definitely know. know. Yeah. How do you feel right now with that? To regard to that. All, 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 all good, all good. It's, uh, I mean, who'd, who'd have thought the varicose veins on your unmentionables would have been the best outcome of any two options? You know, oh, that's, the, know that's that. the, yeah, of course. I mean, the, that's the thing. It's a release, a blessed relief, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I've had all my varicose veins done in my legs. 
didn't yeah. check anywhere else to be honest i've had them microwaved and stripped out and all that stuff oh my goodness mate yeah it's um but no it, it, it the, the the tour at the minute i'm i'm, I'm kind of I'm, i'd like to think it's about everything and it's about nothing you know i'm a big it's i love life i love technology moving into the future ai it's it's you know will it destroy us all but at the minute it's phenomenal isn't it and, yeah 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 and all, everything in between really love it absolutely love it so you have won a comedy competition one or two or more than two Oh, do you know, I mean, like comedy, like 20 years I've been doing this. And when you start off, you do new act competitions and things like that. So they were, you know, they're a staple of getting into comedy, you know, and it's kind of what gets you your name on the circuit and gets you off the open mic circuit, you know, when you when you start off. Um and and then you you once you're on the you know the circuit you build your you build your your name and your career kind of just by but with consistency and and you know and, and being prolific with your material the Edinburgh Fringe comes into it a lot, um I but I I would say um that you know now I've been doing this uh, twenty years, and um and I I um I I'd say my my my. I, th- I think my pride of place at home is my um, celebrity mastermind trophy. <laughs> yeah, did you come second? <laughs> Not a celebrity mastermind. I won with my chosen specialised subject of Pearl Jam, nineties grunge rockers Pearl Jam, which just shows how ac- academic I'm not. <laughs> oh no! So you came second in House of Games. House of Games. You won the... mastermind. Oh, there you go. But with Pearl Jam, does that count? Yeah, of course. And Diamond was doing the birth of British radar. That's a proper subject, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Um, the Channel Four documentary travelogue uh, series called "Wonders of the World I Can't See." Um, with four of your pals, Tom, you knew, did you know all these guys? Tom, Tom Allen, Harry, our very own Tom Allen, Harry Hill, Gus Khan, Lisa Tarbuck. So Tom and Gus, yes, um, you know, and uh, me and Tom, we we've been doing comedy together for you know we kind of started off similar times. Um, Harry, not not so much, no. And Lisa, I'd I'd, I'd never met her. Um, she was a, a bit of a pipe dream, to be honest. If we could get her on it, and. Um, and 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 amazingly, um, we we did, and we spent five days in Niagara Falls. Wow. And um, you know, I don't want to tell the people in charge of the budgets if we do a second series, but we could have done Scarborough, and it would have been fun. You know, no offense to Scarborough, but Lisa Talbot was such a a, a, a wonderful energy that um, it was. Um, it was phenomenal to be honest and the idea was really behind the series is it what 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 is the point of me going to these places to go and look at the thing that everybody goes to look at yeah. really um is there much point when somebody can describe it from a picture and 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 you know is there more going on in, the, in these places than just going to look at the thing and the the thing is is that you know i think we were quite honest in the series and that some of the some of the stuff was underwhelming i think the treasury in jordan for me was quite underwhelming um just having this kind of abstract thing that nobody really knew exactly what it was having it described to me but then the surrounding area was 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 just just phenomenal um, when you turn your back to it and and, and you experience the, the surrounding area whereas Niagara Falls itself with Lisa was just completely overwhelming on all sensory fronts you know but then you you turn your back to it and it's like Blackpool in the 80s yeah funny man <laughs> I haven't seen that this chat makes me want to watch that series so I'm definitely going to do that uh, one of the world I can't see um, will you do more of those? It sounds like you might. I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 on the cards, and we've 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 spoke about it. And Channel Four were delighted with how it performed, and the feedback from the viewers was 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 fantastic. Um, but it's one of those things, isn't it? At the minute, where um, you know, I think um, I think TikTok and Instagram have stole all the advertising money, and there's a queue. There's a queue of <laughs> things waiting to be recommissioned. So um, you know, I think I think people want to make we you know the people involved want to make more 
and it's just a case of sitting there and waiting at the minute for somebody to um, sign sign us off and and stick me on a plane. Stick you on a plane because you are you're happy to go. You're definitely happy to go. Happy to 100%. go. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm not a good flyer, Chris. I'm, 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 Why I'm, not? Now this is interesting. Why not? Do you know? I I oh um, what. I, I can't relax on them. I'm exhausted. Wherever when I get the, to the other end, I am exhausted from being on on edge for however <laughs> long the flight is. And do you know what I think it is as well? Yeah, I think on. when we hit turbulence, any a level of turbulence, I can't see how normal my surroundings are. Right. And I can't see the you know the, the cabin crew going about their business with smiles on their faces. And in could my go mi- either way, though, couldn't it? Oh, in my mind, everyone's doing that Macaulay Culkin hand slap to the face, silent scream yeah. kind of thing when every time we hit turbulence and any little bump, I'm like, what was that? Was that? Are we okay? Was that that? And I'm a, I'm a nightmare to sit next to, Chris. Um, what about <laughs> um, travel sickness, motion sickness, because you can't see? Don't get it, No. No, I don't get the motions, the travel sickness at all. Just, just this, um, just this anxiety. level of exhaustion down to anxiety. <laughs> Do you know, once I was, um, I was going on a plane once, and I had um, some tablets prescribed to me by the doctor, and uh, I can't remember what they were like, diazepam or something like along one of those apan tablets, and um, I took them when we were in the queue waiting yeah. to get on the bus to go to the plane. And um, and then they announced that there was a problem with the plane, oh dear. and um, it was going to be a, like a, at least a two or three hour delay because they were going to need a new plane. Oh, and my head was nodding. I couldn't keep I couldn't keep awake. <laughs> yeah, I did that once before a radio show, <laughs> completely by accident. I took the, I took sleeping pills one hour before a radio show, Why? and it, I, I, I can't remember. I can't remember because you know I don't sleep very well. That's good question by the way. I can't remember why I, I took them. I think I was taking. I just took them at the wrong time. Or I was taking them. I was. Maybe been out all night. I can't remember, but I took them an hour before I was due on the radio. Oh my goodness! People people had to wake me up at the end of every record. I'm not joking. To do the next link, I'm not, and I'm not making it up. And then I would fall straight back to sleep for the next two. It's quite a good like, practical joke, isn't it? Get someone sleeping oh pills. God. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh jeez! Um, Chris, you, your comedy travels well, Middle East, and most extraordinary overseas place you've played and smashed it. Um, most extraordinary. Um, oh, I mean, I, I, I've, I've, I loved, you know, because you go to, you go to Singapore and Malaysia. So right. if you go to Singapore and and I've done Mumbai and places like that, uh, and you do a lot of these places, you do get, you know, a, you, you end up going halfway around the world to play to British people, you know. And, <laughs> Las and, Vegas is a big thing. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of these like Singapore is is expats, you know. But if you go right. to Mumbai to play there, it is you, you, you are playing to just the, the the locals who who love comedy and 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 their english is is incredible you know and and so you get to do your your comedy uh, over there to you know a completely different culture and 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 to have that and and it go and it go well is is a great is a is, is a great feeling much yeah, better yeah. than you know going off around the world to make make the aussies and the kiwis laugh because it feels a little bit too similar to what you're doing at home yeah. do you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah that that is um is 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 fantastic really and mumbai what an uh, what an experience that is you can't you can't do anything can you without 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 a 10 minute kind of negotiation going on between you you know you'll you'll end up in a banter you know bartering about something and then you realize that you've just spent 10 minutes over about over about 15 pence <laughs> yeah but you can't help it can you because once you're in you're in absolutely yeah all right 
Chris, great to meet you, man. ChrisMcCausland.com for tickets for this tour. It kicks off on the 9th of Jan. It finishes in 363 days' time thus far, but it could get bigger. These these tours often do, 103 dates so yeah, far. at the Hammersmith Apollo, Chris, wow. which is... Um, you know, it's one of them things where when you when you um, you get used to the the venue, you, like the last tour, we we pretty, it was pretty much sold out right across the board. And I finished at the Shepherd's Bush Empire, which was incredible. And you have this anxiety: will I sell enough tickets? Will enough people turn up? And we sold I sold it out. And and you go, brilliant! I've made it. I can do it. And then they go, well, let's make the venues bigger. You go, oh, I'm back to square yeah, one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's only ever a relief, isn't it? It's all right for those guys. Yeah, it's like when you go to the gym, you get used to lifting the weights. You think I can do it, and they go, well, let's make it heavier. <laughs> exactly. If it ain't bending, yeah. if the bar ain't bending... I can't remember. I can't remember. It's, I can't it's remember. pretending. It's pretending. Oh, if the bar ain't bending, it's pretending. Um, Chris, great to have you here, man. You did not disappoint. You had to follow John Batiste, by the oh, way. Oh, and you know what? There's, there's various... When doing this, you get to do so many different things, and there's so many different landmarks you hit along the way, and this, for me, is one of them. We, we have you on every morning at home, Chris. Oh, do so you actually? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So what, oh. what a pleasure it is to be here. So thanks Mate, for having us. that Thank is you. a real honour coming from you. I'll take that one, you, Vassos. Mm. Thank you. ChrisMcCausland.com. His talk itself on the 9th of Jan. He can't wait to do it. It's good to go. Um, yeah, it's oven ready. Who said that? Oh, no, let's leave him out of it, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Great to meet you, Chris. Cheers, mate. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I'll remember. And that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash virginradiouk.